0: I feel like he gave, it. you know, my dad used to always say like a simple quote, A very simple quote that we all know. He used to say, make your money work for you. Mm. But for me, imagine being 13 years old, 12 years old, and that's all your dad keeps oh, telling you. It's like, the advice, you know, the advice he has is find a way to make money work for you. So I feel like that right there is where it started. You know, I have to uh, kind of attribute that to him. Yeah. Get him. Um, Get to the
1: cake. Mission for me is no matter how long it's going to take. Back. I could just see it already. Give me that new Benz or the Rafe. Watching my own back where I'm from. It was never safe. Yeah. Need hundred M's and been safe. Uh-huh. Last chance, life, a movie. Roll another one and get big. Oh, no, what's going on, everybody? We here yet with another episode of Between the Lines Podcast. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm super excited for this one because we have a, a very, very uh solid guest. Right. I'm going to be honest. I didn't expect this to happen you know, right this second, or right today, you know what I mean? But to, to be able to kind of be sitting next to um, an individual like you, bro, I appreciate you, Imran, sure. for taking your time. I think this is the type of conversation that uh, everybody needs to hear, you know what I mean? So, uh, if y'all tune into any other episodes, make sure y'all subscribe, download, uh, leave some comments. Uh, but today we have Imran Richie, um, entrepreneur. He's gonna go ahead and give you guys a formal introduction, so go ahead you get the floor is yours, bro.
0: Sure, man. First things first, yeah. man. Shout out to you Love. for having me, bro. But um, name Imran Richie, 25 years years old um entrepreneur you know businessman um and I'm blessed bro I'm blessed you. bro and I'm I'm happy to be here a-
1: I love it. And I mean, I'm, I'm super excited for this uh, conversation specifically because I think this is going to be one of the conversations where we get to be very honest sure. and transparent. But more importantly, I feel like we're two individuals who have a lot in common. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, since studying you uh, from you know network marketing industry to just everything that you got going on right now, right. Um, just real briefly, just talk to the people about, you know, where you are currently. And of course, I want to get to your upbringing and why you are the way that you are. But I do want to just let's just start where you are right now just talk to the people about what you got going on right now
0: what's your motion and for sure um for me you know right now I'm in a I'm in a space where I'm evolving you know that's that's kind of the main thing that I would want to start with Mm -hmm. and the reason I say I'm in a place of evolution is because you know seasons of transitions are important Mm -hmm. for where you're trying to go and for me Um, I'm working on a few different things you know but I'm also in a spot where I'm also working on myself you know so for the past six months I would say um, I've been in a spot of working on businesses but
1: also Perfecting who I am as right. a person or as an entrepreneur. Right. I ways. love that response too, bro, because I feel like it, it kind of is the same thing, you know, vice versa, you know, even with myself and just thinking about the last six, seven, eight months, you know Gosh. what I mean? Just really having a whole bunch of endeavors, you know, that you want to embark on, but at the same time, you know, truly just taking the time to identify what your, you know, what your character traits are, what your personality is. Right. Um, and so for you, you know, what has been the, the hardest part about that? You know what I mean? Not only just just everything that you're embarking on at this point in time. But how, how has it been balancing, you know, trying to figure out who Imran truly is at the same time trying to put on, you know, all these other endeavors, for sure. things that you got going on? Um, I feel,
0: you know, it's gut. Mm. You know, that's, you know, you, you have to do what feels right. And for me, um, in the past, I would say six to, six months to a year, I've been trying to attach myself to what feels authentic. You know, I've, I've been trying to attach myself to what feels like after it's all said and done you know things that I could be proud of Mm -hmm. you know and that's something that I've always kind of foundationed myself on but more so recently I want to be remembered as somebody that you know has done great things and has accomplished great things and has treated people the right way Um, but more importantly you know somebody that is is I guess you could say like a A relentless person, Mm. you know what I mean? Like a relentless person.
1: Yeah, I love that, bro. And this is another reason why I'm so glad to have you on because I feel like with you, bro, you are an individual who is based on service. And what I mean by that is you, you care more so about the impact that you leave behind sure. more than anything. You know what I mean? So talk to me about, you know, where that comes from. Because I know, like, for me, I'm an individual who, and, you know, I get this a lot, I, I love just helping people. You right. know what I mean? You know, it's from, since before I started network marketing, just growing up as an individual, my parents have always taught me how important it is to just care for others. You know what I'm saying? So I know for you, that stemmed from something. I don't right. think that anybody just kind of, you know, grows up and just knows how important to, you know, people are. So for you, how did you develop that character trait of just caring about people and acting on service and really just wanting to be... Like, where did that all come from, starting from young? You know, I feel like
0: um, from young, it was sports, you know, just to be transparent. Um, Being able to kind of get raised or be raised in kind of a team setting, Mm -hmm. you know, like basketball, you know, and for me, that was always... Uh, a big part of who I am, you know what I mean? From from the age of six to college, getting scholarships, yeah. you know, in sports, you know, having to deal with a team, having having to have teammates, um, having to deal with a lot of different personalities, you know, a lot of different people along the way. Um, imagine having 15, you All know, right. teammates. And I know you are a person that got line brothers, mm-hmm. you know, so you could have a lot of different emotions. You know and I'm saying a lot of different problems that people have going on. And one of the biggest moments of me being able to care for other people was my sister. Mm. You know, me being able to have a a nine-year-old sister, it taught me a lot about being essentially a brick brother. You know what I mean? It taught me a lot about... um, what it looks like to be a leader, you know, a role model of somebody,
1: and have somebody following. I love that. I love that because when you say that, I think about my nieces and nephews, man. Like, you know, me being the youngest it's like, okay, that's cool. But just having my nieces and nephews, I could kind of relate to just Facts. like that responsibility factor Facts. that it teaches you just to be protective, to Facts. provide, and just kind of get you ready for like what that responsibility feel like, and to kind of go back to uh, just team, you know, team stuff in regards. To, I know you did play basketball, um, and I play football as well, so I can relate to that, right. you know, as well. So. How did how did playing basketball prepare you, you know, or how does it like how did it prepare you for that leadership role if that makes sense? You know what I mean? Like, what did it teach you in terms of today? Like, what did you take from the sport of basketball, from coaching or from practice, and how did you take what you learned and and moved it over to where you are today?
0: I feel like. you know, sports and life correlate. You know, I feel like sports and business correlate, you know, sports and entrepreneurship correlate. And you learn a lot of lessons along the way, you know. So the things that you go through, it's almost conditioning, you know, it's a subconscious type of conditioning, meaning that, you know, I was going to practice Every single day. You know what I'm saying? I was a student athlete. You know, I remember in college, um, I would wake up at 5 a.m., you know, have to lift weights. Um, After that, have to go to the gym, shoot shots, then go to class and have another workout. Um, But little did I know at the time, it was preparing me for the type of mentality or the type of work ethic, you know, the type of um, perspective that you kind of had to have on life. You know, Um, learning to... Deal with people, you know. Learning to deal with setbacks, learning Mm -hmm. to deal with losing. You know, I'm saying, learning to deal with the wins. Learning to be humble, you know, after you had just had 30 points, whatever the case may be. So, feel me. So it was. Did you play point guard? Yeah, point guard. Point guard. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's kind of a a leadership role too. You know, your quarterback almost.
1: Yeah. And where did you? uh, So you you was talking a little bit before we started uh, rolling the cameras, but you grew up in New York. Right. You moved to Jamaica, and then you came back. To New York, yeah. So, did that play a role? Did that affect you in any way negatively? Not in a positive way, I mean, but but as a kid, you know, going from one place to another, mm-hmm. and it might not have been nothing bad or right. anything, but just traveling at a young age and kind of you know going all over. Did that affect you in any way, or how did you? So, so I deal would with that? say.
0: So I'm, I'm, I'm born in Queens, okay. right? So born in Queens, Queens General Hospital, um, moved, to, moved to Long Island, mm-hmm. right? And I moved to Jamaica for about five years of my life. Gotcha. Um, and the reason why my parents sent me to Jamaica to kind of live with my grandparents was to get cultured,
1: mm. you know, to
0: get I love that. rooted, you know, I love that. because at the end of the day, I have parents who are immigrants, you know, they came here. My dad came here when he was 35 years old. Um, my mom came here when she was 25. Years old. And you know, for them, when coming from a different country, it's hard to be able to have less resources. So when you a person that has less resources, you have to learn how to become more resourceful, you know? So I feel like for me, um, not from a negative perspective, but for me being able to go back to a third world country, you know what I'm saying? Grandparents that never ever, you know, lived in America. Mm -hmm. It allowed for me to have less, but have to figure out how to deal with less and make more.
1: Love that, bro. And that's crazy because my mom is from Guyana, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm somebody who feel like I'm not cultured enough when it comes to that. So, how talk about how important how important uh, that that learning curve was, you yeah. know, just culture. Because I mean, I can only imagine if I went to Guyana for five years right. and really got to learn the roots of where my mom is from. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's something I don't have. So, right. how important is it for people to honestly cherish, you know, their culture? and where they from? I feel like,
0: you know, it's everything, honestly. I feel like to know yourself, you have to know where you come from. Mm -hmm. And that's important. You know, that's important to us as people. That's important to humanity. Um, You know, but for me, it was important to know where my parents came from you know the type of things that they had to go through you know to learn stories to hear stories of what it was like when they were my age you yeah. know i feel like um, for any single person growing up you know what i'm saying and any single person looking to chase success um it's important to know the people that came before you you know right. what i mean and for me that's one of the biggest keys you know honestly to, to to the motivation um to the driving force of what i do you know and even the things i do today you yeah. know even the things i have going on uh, with business today mm-hmm. you know it, it it is the reason why I wanted to even go back and do those sort of things. Yeah. You know? I
1: love that, bro. Nah, I think that's important, man. So for anybody that's, you know, listening or watching, I think, you know, just kind of taking that message of, you know, really learning your roots, man. I think that's sure. something that's yeah, very percent. important. And I wish that, you know, I mean, I'm I still can always go back and get culture, but I wish that's something that I've had. So right. for those of y'all that, you know, have family that that might not be from America or that's from a different, you know, country, definitely make sure y'all do your due diligence and go get culture And I kind of want to just tap into like the, the nitty-gritty now and just really talk about Like, how did you you get started in the entrepreneurship speech? Where did, you know, okay, so we spoke about your upbringing. We spoke about you, you know, your family, you know, your culture. Where did Imran, the entrepreneur, where was he born? You know what I mean? Like, where did that mindset and that mantra
0: start? Right. So for me, um, you know, just just background again, um, because I feel like it takes a little bit of background of to get to that point. Of course. Um, but for me, you know, coming from a, a household of um, split, you know, my mother um, lived one place, my father lived one place, but my mother was, you know, an employee. She worked in a healthcare field, um, never had a entrepreneurial mind, you know, yeah. like a bone in her. Um, she hated the fact that, you know, just because of the lack of security, um, the lack of not understanding what the future holds. Right. But my dad, um, we <laughs> I would have to say, subconsciously growing up, he's still some sort of entrepreneurship in me, Mm. you know? And I wouldn't say he's a full-out entrepreneur, honestly. I wouldn't say he's a successful entrepreneur, but the mindset of an entrepreneur, um, I feel like he gave me. You know, my dad used to always say, like, a simple quote, a very simple quote that we all know. He used to say, make your money work for you. Mm. But for me, imagine being 13 years old, 12 years old, and that's all your dad keeps telling telling you. It's it's like the advice, you know, the advice he has is, find a way to make money work for you. So I feel like that right there is where it started. You know, I have to, uh, kind of attribute that to him. Um, but for me, you know, I went to school, graduated college, uh, studied accounting, you know what I'm saying? And I worked, you know, so I I remember the first time for me, kind of the thought of entrepreneurship after college was I had an internship Mm -hmm. and, um, the internship, you know, I went to school upstate New York and the internship was in the city. Mm-hmm. So I took a train every single day after practice or before practice to. Because you were still at bowling? To, yeah. Oh, okay. So while I'm the captain of the team, you know what I'm saying, I will go to the internship and come back and come to practice. Jeez. So the, the thing is, I had that internship for six months and as a college student, you know, you're not getting paid. Yeah, right. So I'm trying to, you know, work on campus. To be able to fund me going to the internship for six months that I wasn't getting paid for. Right. So I looked at it as I was an entrepreneur at that Got time. Because I'm working for no money. Gotcha. You. And, you know, for me, I read the book in, in college, Rich Dad, Poor Dad.
1: Great book. Highly recommend.
0: Hundred percent. And for me, you know, I remember in the book, Robert Kiyosaki, he said, Entrepreneurs they work for free, mm. and I remember myself you know at that moment I graduate college i get a I get a great job, honestly, I get a great job, and I remember myself um, Happy at first. You know, I'm there for a year. Happy at first. You know, I'm imagine being the person from your friend group to mm-hmm. come out of college and you get the job. Yeah. Fifty thousand. At the time I'm ecstatic.
1: You think that's it? You I think, think that's, that's a lot it. of brand, I think that's you.
0: You know what I'm saying? So for me, um started a business a year after started two businesses actually I started my ta- my own tax business because I looked at it and I said if I'm working as an accountant you know let me try to build the foundation to start my own thing mm-hmm. and even if it's small at first it'll get somewhere so I did that you know I did that with one of my closest friends um and I also st- started another business of cleaning a cleaning service right okay. before COVID okay um both of them failed you know what I'm saying but that was the moment that I learned and did I have a crazy story, bro. Yeah. Crazy story on the tax business. It was yeah. actually with Prince, about it, yeah. Prince Donnell.
1: Oh, okay. You know,
0: Shots. so uh-huh. Prince Donnell, um, I know, do you know about the the Jumpin' Jack? Yeah, I know about what he got going on, yeah, for sure. So he, Mm -hmm. you know, back back in, when I graduated from school, Prince Donnell started the company that he has now. Right. That's on social media that he's, you know, doing now, scaling now, that's thriving now. Um, But he he started it. Mm -hmm. He started a company called Jumpin' Jack Tax, and I remember, Prince Donnell, me and Prince Donnell got on the phone at the time when he first launched the company. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy story. And I owe him just a lot of my confidence when it comes to entrepreneurship yeah. today. Um, because I was the very first person to ever. B- b- like, join, join or build with him. Yeah. Build with him. So the tax company that that's I started. That's crazy. crazy. Nah, I did not even crazy. know that's crazy. You know, so the wow. tax company that I started, it was through the services of Jumpin' Jack Tax. Got it and at the time remember i'm working for a year i had saved up some money I had like six thousand dollars in my bank account and i got on the phone with you know prince donnell um he told me that the investment is five thousand dollars
1: mm. to start he probably was like damn i only got six thousand i only I got, got five, six
0: thousand the investment is five thousand and at that time moments in my life started to click yeah My dad saying, find a way to make your money work for you. Me going to college, studying the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and this opportunity came. So I did it. $5,000 and now I have a tax business. I have like $1,000 left. And for me to kind of answer that question was, that was my introduction into entrepreneurship, you know, because I started a tax business for 5,000 and I didn't know what I would get back from it, you know? And when tax season came around, I made like $150 total and I stopped the business.
1: Wow. I ain't gonna lie, that kind of just like shifted a lot, bro, because I mean, I knew I mean, I got a lot of facts about you and your businesses, but that's something that I don't think a lot of people probably knew for real, for real, so you know, and shout out to Prince Darnell, man, you know, for those y'all who don't know him, he's, you know, doing very well. Shout out to Jumper Jack Tax and your businesses, man. Uh, Definitely a solid dude. Um, But for you, man, like to kind of know that that's what you that was your first go-around, through that experience, though, you know and that failure you know just for like any entrepreneur that may be starting or for anybody that might you know not have the confidence to just start that right like what's something that you would say to an aspiring entrepreneur or somebody who lacks that confidence to like really say you know what let me just trust my gut and just trust my 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 heart and make that move yeah 100
0: um first thing is you know you don't know what could happen you know i'm saying and at the end of the day, that was me betting on myself. Mm -hmm. The confidence came from, you know, came from honestly planning it. You know, a lot of the things that I do today or a lot of the things that I get down today or get done today, I, I, Took the time out to plan it, and that's where the confidence came from. Right, you know what I mean. So, I would say to anybody, man, any anybody looking to be successful in the realm of entrepreneurship, um, it's important to understand that people there's somebody out there that's that's inspired by you. Absolutely, you
1: know what I mean. I agree and with that. You'll be surprised by it, you know, I because. Agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that a thousand percent, bro. Um, I, I definitely agree with that, you know, especially when it comes to the confidence. Facts. Because um, even like, you know, and, and I just think about my experiences, bro. I feel like we have two completely different, um, you know, narratives when it comes to how we got into entrepreneurship. You know, you kind of, you know, had that inspiration and instilled you from your father and just kind of taking that, you know, that message of making your money work for you. But for me, it was just really more so like a, let me just try it out type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think for you, you wanted to do it. But for me, it wasn't like, let's just see where it go. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't like my all, my, my go-to. So I kind of want to dive into now, like, let's talk about how you tapped into network marketing now. You know what I mean? And, you know, for those of you who don't know, you know, myself as well as Imran, we was a part of a great network marketing company. Um, and, and honestly, I'm forever grateful for it. It's taught me a lot. But I'm going to just go ahead and be honest, bro. Like. Yeah. It's 20, 20, 20? 25, 25 year old. He made a million, millionaire, yeah, right? Sure. 25 year old millionaire. Um, he's touched a million in network marketing. So before I even get into... You know, just the details of it, bro. Like, how does that, and, and how does that feel, bro? You know, 25 years old, young, you know, making over a million dollars in network marketing. You know, I've I've made great money in network marketing as well, right. but, I mean, touching a million is life changing. So, sure. what did that do for for you in terms of? I know that now I know what this feel like. It's like I can't I can't go back to nothing less. Not you know what sure. I mean? So, like, what did that feel like for you, bro? Like when you saw that first million? Yeah with the short yeah, company you know that's crazy because that's probably the first
0: time i ever really got that question yeah you know what i mean but for me um i feel like once your your mind gets to a certain point it's, it has a hard time coming back and for me you know making a million dollars over a million dollars is something that everybody always dreams of um but it becomes a lot different when You do it or it becomes a lot different when you're in the moment, you know, because things happen so fast, you know, that you need the right guidance around you. You need the right people. You need the right company in your ear um, to know, you know, the character that you need to sustaining right you know and not just from what are you doing with your money standpoint but more so you know how you're treating people Mm -hmm. because it's easy to make the type of money you know go from a a, a, you know a point in time where you're not making anything to a point in time where you feel like you have everything and now you start treating people a certain way you know now you start um, overextending and spending your money so for me you know the the feeling was amazing but it opened my opened my mind to new heights or new capabilities of what I was capable of of, as a person.
1: Man, that's crazy, bro everybody wants to make a million. You know what I mean? Like, that's the dream. That's the dream. What is the responsibility of it now? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I make a million. This is the dream. I can take care of my family, all of that. But you said, you know, a very good thing in regards to like the character behind that. It could have been easy for you and I watched you since, you know, coming into this space and you're somebody who's been genuine from the jump. So how were you able to keep that and maintain that character and not let it, you know, affect you or make you act any different? Right. Like, how did you? keep that. You know, for me, it's
0: it's a tight-knit circle. You know, for me, it's a very, very tight-knit circle when it comes to As you start to climb the ladder in success, I feel like the people that were there before everything matter the most, you know, and I don't mean people that may want things. I mean, people that if you were to lose it all, they'd still be here for you today. Yeah. You know, so for me, um, the responsibility of it, man, is just it's everything. You know, it's a lot of responsibilities because, you know, you can want what people have, but you have to carry the burden of what they carry, Mm. you know? And that's that's one of the biggest things that I always Mm. kind of looked at. You know, all of the success that I wanted, even more than I already had, I always asked myself first, you know, before I want what they have, can I handle the type of heat that they take? And, you know, the type of heat that came with People knowing your income yeah. you know what i'm saying it, it's 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 a certain way that you have to answer questions yeah. because you can't fake like you don't have it right you exactly and you can't to your parents you can't fake like you know you can't do this or you can't do that you know so for me it was it was it was an amazing opportunity to be able to see what, who I truly am through right. the whole process.
1: And, and when you was going, and like, when that, through that phase of, you know, obviously people knowing your income and all of that good stuff, does that, did anything change with your family? I mean, I'm sure nothing's changed, right. but like, did they look at you like, okay, Imran could take care of everything? Like, how was that battle once they knew you was a millionaire and it was like, okay, Imran could take a lot of the responsibility. Was that sure. ever the case? Or like, was it just like a- For sure, no nah,
0: it was, for me, it was, you know, great, glory to God, it was never the case. You know, um, for me, you know, just just the type of family or support system or people that are in my corner, um, it was more so me wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, my dad would tell me, um, it's okay, we're good. You know, regardless of the things that I tried to do, um, they would tell me like, it's okay, you're good. You know, it was it was to the point where one of the you know one of my biggest accomplishments or most Heartwarming accomplishments, you know, through that process of acquiring some of those resources um, was helping my mom move from Queens to Long Island, you know? And I remember giving her a huge lump sum of money to be able to move, you know, her and my sister. And she almost didn't take it.
1: Wow. You know what I'm saying?
0: She was... That's crazy. You know, and it's crazy. It's crazy to just see it.
1: Nah, that's love, bro. And you speaking about that, that just means that makes me think back to that. When I saw that post, I don't know if it was the same exact post, but I saw you post... Uh, um, I don't know if it was you buying property or it was that. So right. if I can recall, it was probably not too long ago. Right. You had, you were signing some papers. You put the post on Instagram. Yeah. Was that your first property that you purchased or first, like, what, yeah. what was that? So, can you
0: talk about that a little bit? For sure. So for, for the first, you know, that day, it was two separate moments. Gotcha. Um, so my mom, you know, like a month before she had clothes on a house, you know, just to live in. Um, but that day specifically that you're talking about was, um, December, you know, like December 15th, 2021. Um, yeah, I bought my first investment property. Congratulations, bro. Thank you, bro. And, um, you know, basically it's a building in New York. Um, it's a, it's a four story building. And, you know, for me, I've always been a person to want to invest into real estate. Um, just kind of studying some of the people that I study, you know, just people like, um, my, my dad is number, one, you know what I'm saying? People like uh, Grant Cardone, you know, Nipsey Hussle, you know, certain people that I study when it comes to an entrepreneur or a businessman or certain moves to make when it comes to generational wealth. Right. And, um, you know, I had had the opportunity to do it, you know, and it taught me a lot, you know, throughout that whole process of just going what it takes to to, mm. to buy property you know what i mean so yeah it's, yeah. it's a blessing
1: and, and like when you know tapping into real estate you know at, at what point you know you got the full story so is it going to be what is the space going to be used for is it going to be like right. you ran it out like, for sure or you, so right now currently
0: right now currently it is three units are rented out right so okay. people live in it you know they pay rent got three you. units but the air the, the bottom the basement of it i turned it into an Airbnb. So Oh. when I bought the house, I invested a little bit more money into it to kind of buy the furniture and make it an Airbnb, um, but the ultimate vision for it now, you know what I'm saying, because things change, yeah, you know, of course. things evolve, it's trial and error as you go. Um, But as I'm starting to go through the process of what it feels like to own real estate and the type of things that you can do with it, um, I start to see a different vision that I once saw when I first got it. Mm -hmm. You know, so for now, uh, for me, you know, moving into January, some of the plans for it is the entire, every level, you know, I plan to make the entire building an Airbnb. Tough. So instead of having people pay a set amount for rent and getting a, and limiting the, the earning potential, you know, to just somebody paying 2600 a month. Right. One Airbnb is doing twice that. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So mm. just, just as a Numbers entre- game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. Numbers game. You know? So just as an entrepreneur and a businessman, I kind of have to do what's best for
1: business. business. Yeah. What's the, what was some of the challenges behind that? You know what I mean? Like, I know everybody, I mean, of course, you know, you have the money to be able to do things like that, but people don't really realize what it takes to get stuff 100%. like that done. You know what I mean? So what were, if any, some of the hardships that you might've had, you know, getting your first real estate 100%. property and um, especially being in New York, right. you know, where obviously, you know, everything is inflating. 100%. You know, New York is extremely expensive. So like, what was that entire process like? Yeah. Um, if you could if you, if you, could elaborate on that yeah, just a little
0: bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, the process was eye-opening and kind of the way that I went about getting real estate you know I I, I talked about it but the people in your corner you know so for me uh, my mother I remember one conversation one day uh, my mother was like you know why don't you look to get real estate and you know at the time I wasn't really at a spot where I was thinking about that in my mind you know I'm saying I was just living a little fast mm-hmm. but you know having good people in your corner listening to you know mom in certain circumstances she she told me she said let's do it about the application wow. it's a crazy story and you know she filled out the application and I just went along with it you know so as as I start to I guess go on the hunt for real estate now. Um, at first I, I kinda shot low. You yeah. know, so I shot uh for a house, you know, it was it was about four hundred thousand at the time. And I that was my first time mm-hmm getting into real estate. So I didn't know the process. I didn't know the down payments. I didn't know the extra fees, that, the come extra fees that come along. I didn't know the process of the credit and, you know, the bank statements that you have to show and everything that it comes along with. But the process took nine months for me to close mm. on the house. And I remember my mom after I closed on the house, I remember, you know, she saying that it was one of the first moments she really got to see who I was and what I'm about. And wow. it's not because of the achievement. She said, son, you know, you may not have faith like you think you do. Wow. Promise. And that moment stuck with me. She said, you know, during the moment I could see, during the process of it, I could see those nine months, that nine month, that kind of God put you on hold. You know, you you were doubtful at certain moments and I had to check myself and that was one of the biggest, I guess, blessings through the whole process of the real estate that I appreciated. Um, you know, but for me, uh, going through the whole process of the underwriting team and everything, it was amazing.
1: It's a lot more than people think, man. A lot man, more than and, people and, and think. Just, and just you talking about that feeling, you know, from your mom just kind of, you know, telling you what she's learned, not learned about you, but what she's noticed. Yeah, what she's noticed. You know, with you in that grit. And it's crazy because you kind of mentioned that about yourself in the beginning, but when it came to those moments of... You know, doubting yourself and not necessarily thinking that yes, it might it through. might not have been what you thought it was, what kind of got you back into the space of, I gotta keep pushing through? Not, I'm sure it probably was your mom right. or, you know, you don't wanna disappoint, but how did you get yourself back in the rhythm of, I can't just let up, I gotta just keep right. not you for know, sure. going?
0: For sure. Um, it was <laughs> it, adapting and adjusting. I remember the other day we had. Kind of a conversation on that. You yeah, know, just just facts. You definitely yeah, said that. You know, know. like yeah. just adapting and adjusting as situations come along. Um, during that whole process, a lot of situations did come along. You know, it was a lot of obstacles that kind of tried to get in the way. To at times look like it wasn't about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the house, you know, it cost one point two million dollars. You know, and that's a blessing because real estate—you can never really lose on real estate. Right. It it'll only appreciate in value. You know, Mm -hmm. it may not do it right now during times of recession or during times of a market not being good. But eventually there's going to be moments when one day that building is worth two million dollars. You know, so I don't know when that will be, but it's okay because
1: I'm not thinking that short term. Got you. you all about longevity, all about longevity. I love that, man. I love that. And and that kind of, you know, speaking about longevity, I think that's. Um, super dope but what has I'm going to kind of backtrack real quick because I wanted to actually you know ask you this question what have you learned the most through, throughout your time in uh, network marketing you know what I mean because I feel like network marketing is an industry that can teach you a lot of stuff you know what I mean that you can take with you in any endeavor right you know from communication to just like business business savviness 100%. to just preparation like network marketing is a great industry and a lot of entrepreneurs believe it or not started network marketing Right? you know what I'm saying so to kind of backtrack Real quick because I forgot to ask you that, and I definitely want to throw that in there. You know what? What did you learn the most throughout your time in network marketing? Yeah, uh, um, throughout that
0: time. Man, it's, it's so many lessons. Yeah, honestly, it's so many lessons when it comes to getting into network marketing and what it has done for me as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, as a person. Um, you know, but one thing that I, I can say is just the ability to understand how business works Mm -hmm. holistically you know so i've always been a person when it came to business um in the space of network marketing to reinvest back into the business a lot you know so for me a lot of income a lot of money Mm -hmm. went back into making more money you know in terms of um events in terms of a lot of different things when it comes to the network marketing space so i feel like the biggest thing i've learned is through trial and error, yeah. through through the experience, you know, of everything, just as an entrepreneur and as a businessman, um, I, I fully can't point out one area specific. Thing, specific yeah. You know, because the relationships aspects of business, I've learned a lot. You mm-hmm. know, I've learned about the reinvestment side of business. I've learned a lot about, you know, just everything, man, mm-hmm. leadership, what it comes personal development, every right.
1: single thing that I'll forever take with me in any endeavor. You right. know what I mean? And what is and what is and what did that do for you, right? Like talk about personal development, you know what I mean? Like I'm big on, you know, as a millionaire, you know what I mean? Just and, and just taking everything takeaway network marketing, all that, the fact that you're a millionaire, right? I think you're, you're still in the class of your own because, right. you know, a lot of people don't make that money. So as a millionaire and as an individual who, you know, has to balance so much, you know, how important has that personal development been for you? You know what I mean? Like, from who you study, who you listen to, like, what are some of your day-to-day routines or how do you kind of get yourself to stay sane, you know? For
0: sure. It, for sure. I, I feel like it's all about being conscious, you know? Um, you have to be a very I consider myself a very aware and conscious person, you know? So I I learned in a book, I read it in a book. It said every new level of consciousness, there's a different language. Mm. And I truly do believe that because you know, you just coming into a space of digital entrepreneurship or coming into a space of, you know, entrepreneurship period, there are just certain things that a language that people speak and the language starts to become more familiar on, I guess, these levels of right. success. So for me, you know, being able to step into myself and step into personal development has been everything, you know, and it, it it's so wide. It's a, ran, it's a wide range topic when you talk about personal development because it's all about what you consume, right. what you feed yourself, your diet. Um, you know, and it goes from what you listen to. So I, me, I'm a person, I don't listen to a lot of different music, gotcha. you know? So let's just by starting by, you know, starting where people may relate to the most, you know, because I know everybody doesn't read mm-hmm. like, how, you know, I know, Facts. you know what I mean? So I know let's start about the things that you listen to, yep. you know, and I, I've learned through that space. It's important to kind of guard what you listen to, guard what you see, guard what you hear. Um, so I'm a person that I listen to very conscious music, mm-hmm. you know, so one of my biggest inspirations is nipsey Hussle, you know and it's always been i've studied nipsey for years you know not just as a rapper and the things that he raps about but more so as a businessman yeah. as an entrepreneur and like, where did that come about you know like, so it I kind of came about where um honestly through the rap Got
1: you through his music through the music
0: you know through the words that he was speaking because he had an interview and he said um music is spiritual mm. you know so and i I resonate with that because at the end of the day, I started to kind of listen to the words and I kind of started to resonate with Nipsey years ago, um, years ago. But the things that he was saying was uplifting. Yeah. So, I'm the type of person that I lift i listen to this uplifting music. It puts me in a certain puts you in a great space. Exactly. Yep. It puts me puts in a me creative bad. space. It puts me yes. in a uh, a space of like hard work, you know what I'm saying? Kind of chasing the things that you want to achieve. And um on a personal development tip, that's kind of where I started with the type of music music gotcha. that I listen to. And then it started to as I started to dive into personal development a little bit more I started to say okay I can't really I gotta be aware of the things that I'm looking at so for me I started to say okay what am I reading mm-hmm. what am I who am I following on yep. Instagram who am I exposing myself to and you know personal development before it gets to that deep deep side of personal development that people think about yeah, it's the little things that you don't even think about you know what I'm yeah. saying the the posts on Instagram that it just spoils, it spoils
1: you. you yeah and that's why I hate social media I mean I don't hate it but it's like you know you just gotta use social media for the right reasons, man. Right. I think you you truly do. And, you know, for you, it's like being, I recently, it's so crazy, I recently heard this interview, you probably saw it or something, but I recently heard this interview by Shaq. Mm-hmm. It's just been all over social media, bro. And he was talking about, um, you know, he doesn't feel no emotion. And I'm only asking you this question because you've made a good amount of money. You know what I mean? I think it doesn't matter what age you are, once you have that responsibility. You know, he was talking about how he don't have time to feel emotion because of his responsibility. Right. Of providing for everybody. Right. So you don't have time to think about his personal well-being. Right. So for you, I mean, obviously you're good on personal development and stuff like that, but how do you truly feel about that being somebody who is responsible for a lot of things? You right. know, because having made, you know, a large lump sum of money and having the responsibility of some time, I mean, granted, your parents said you don't have to, but you still would willingly sure. take care of things. Um, do you be having time to like really pour into yourself? Because it's like we try to pour out so much for family right. and friends and our communities and people that look up to us, but it's like, when do you have time to really chill with Imran? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: For sure. Um, for me, honestly, the times of solitude mean the most. mm mm-hmm you know, but it's not the most time, if that makes sense. So it may be a little bit of time, but I try to take that little bit of time as the most important, Mm -hmm. you know, so the the moments in the shower, you know, when you, it's just you and your mind. You know, I'm a big person on kind of controlling your thoughts and controlling the things that you think on a day to day, you know, because you got 24 hours in a day and you have so many thoughts that you can possibly think right you know so for me it's, it's all about breaking down those moments of like idle time mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they say like idle time is the devil's playground absolutely you know so i'm and that's what i mean by just conscious and aware you know i've i've grown to study people or i've grown to be some sort of aware person when it comes to just the things that you're thinking yeah. on a day-to-day you know yeah. so i would say the time isn't that much but you is, still squeeze it in it's still squeeze it right. in for sure
1: and do you have moments of just like this is like do you have moments of like damn like I did this you know what I'm saying like how often do you think about that bro yeah um honestly I'm
0: it's I'm sometimes I'm in a weird spot with that because I do have moments where I say like damn I, I did that but I don't dwell in it too much. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like just the type of generation that we are, it's always what's next. Right. You know what right. I mean? It's always, okay, What's what's what else is there to do? You know what I'm saying? You check something off the list. Okay, what else? So I feel like I don't know if this is me or if it's a good thing, mm-hmm. but I am a person to kind of, Drop it and move on.
1: Got you. Nah, I agree, bro. I agree, cause it's like you, you still got a lot more stuff to do, bro. For sure. This is this is just the this is just the tip, you know. ice of the tip bird, but. So for you, what is next? You know what I mean? Like, sure. you know, I, I've, I've noticed that you've been working on, you know, a little documentary, if I'm not mistaken, Mindset Worth Millions. Mind right. Worth Mindset millions. Worth Millions. I remember just going through your Instagram and just seeing like this little clip. And I think it's of you like doing some work in Jamaica. Right. Obviously. So talk to us about Mindset Worth Millions and, and where did that come from? And for sure. how did you kind of get that off the so, ground? So. Um, The
0: documentary, the name of it is Mind Worth Millions. Mind Worth Millions. And um, basically, the things that I'm working on now, kind of where I'm... It's all about evolution. Right. You know, for me, it's all about the ability to evolve because I feel like if you don't evolve you'll ultimately become a thing of the past yeah. and I feel like as an entrepreneur as a you know businessman as anybody chasing success um, it's important to adapt you know adaptability back to that word again um, one of my favorite quotes is the learners inherit the earth mm. you know and if you don't take the time out to learn the things of the future you'll Become a thing of the past, mm. and in all in all aspects of life, I feel like when we look at some of the most successful people in in, in, in life period you know they 've taken the time out to evolve they 've conquered one thing you know in a sense, and they 've been able to evolve and conquer other other things or other right. avenues and that 's kind of something that i've prided of myself on, or been kind of taken in personally, you know, when it when it comes to the things that I'm doing. So, you know, one of the biggest things that I've been working on is um, the business in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what it basically is, it's a it's a plaza mall, you know. So, Dope,
1: bro. it's
0: Dope. it's it's in an up and coming area in Jamaica. Um, it's not a super hot, super. It's not like a crazy spot, yeah, 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 I got you know, you. but just being a visionary and somebody that kind of sees things before it happened um I, I feel like it can get there at some point Yeah. so i've been taking the time out to essentially change everything with the plaza change everything with the structure change everything with the looks um just change the environment around it you know so that's one of the biggest i guess projects that i'm working on but yeah. mine worth millions um it's, a, it's it's, essentially a documentary, but it's also a brand. Gotcha. Um, it's also a brand that I've been cultivating or developing within the past nine months, I would say. And the way it came about, um, it was, it was essentially like self-talk. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. What I mean by that is, you know, I I, I feel like this is how I feel about myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was an affirmation or a reminder for me during some of my greatest moments or some of my lowest moments, you know, that no matter where you are, you know, no matter what you make at the time, your mind is is what's worth the millions, you know? And I kind of, always being somebody to impact, um, always being somebody to uplift and inspire, I wanted to, essentially leave a legacy of some sort. I wanted to leave um, something that can empower somebody, you know, because think about it, bro. I know both of us know people that are dead broke right now. And, yeah. But you know for a fact that they they're thinking the right
1: way. Exactly, you know they know that, that they' are about to get up out that situation. Exactly, up. and that's kind of what what it what it represents. Yep. I love it, bro, and I love that for you, man, because you know just kind of it just makes sense with right. everything that you got going on, bro. Like you know, mind worth millions is literally a movement. It's not even just about you know a, a name or a exactly. title. It's literally what you do. It, it kind of sure. makes me think about you know my brand when I think of Good Vibes Only, bro. Right. It's like exactly. you know, it represents, I represent that. Exactly. You know, it's about just really uplifting and giving people that good energy. So and you, you mentioned legacy, bro. Like, you know, how do you, how important is the legacy aspect, right? Like, how do you plan on leaving that legacy? Is that going to be something that you plan on passing down to your family? Right. You know, you got your sister. Sure. Like, you know, how exactly do you plan on leaving that legacy uh, when, you know, when it's all for said and sure. done?
0: Um, so for me, you know, it's, it's, it's to carry out life's achievements or life's doing now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me, I I just made a post about this, but my ultimate goal is to find a way to become immortal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because,
1: Mm.
0: you know, in life, everybody's going to go. Yeah. And I started to look at it, you know, just being able to make money in this world is not enough. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? There are some people that chase money and there are some people that chase legacy. Yeah, And I've always prided myself on kind of having a different perspective just than the average or the normal or, you know, just majority. And for me, I've always tried to make certain moves in business or just as a person, as a man, um, kind of different than, The status quo you know so that's that's these are the reasons why i wanted to get in real estate at a very young age or do certain things in my money or you know start businesses because it essentially wasn't the norm yeah and you know when it comes to legacy man um i want i want my legacy to be uh carried out by the things that I've left, you know, by how I treated people, you know, by by kind of the achievements of yeah. life
1: of life's doing. Yeah. And then that's deep. That's deep, bro. That's that's super deep um, because, you know, just legacy. I think that's just important nowadays for anybody, man, just having something left behind because it's not just about the money that you've made or for sure. <clears throat> excuse me. The money that you have is really about how are you putting. The people that you love and position right. uh, to to succeed and and do well after you, and you know my next question for you is like when you when you think about everything that you have going on, and you think about everything that your name is on, and the legacy that you're about to create uh, for you and your family, you know, let's talk about. The money is made, you know, the things are out there into fruition, but like how real is it when people say, people who make a lot of money says, it's not truly what you think. And what I mean by that is like, the the dark moments of, being a millionaire, if that makes sense, or just making money, For you know sure. what I'm saying? Like, everything seems to be great. Everything seems to be in motion. But there's always some people who says, it's not just about the money. For sure. It's not about the change. It's sure. not about the Jordans. It's not about the designer. Right. It's really more so about you know you what makes you happy yeah how important is that for you bro like really being 25 but we're still young you right. know what i mean 25 like you got a long life to live i mean we like to look good so Thanks. of course we like to buy designer and all that good stuff but just for the average person like is it true when people say it's not just about the money like it's really about what's what's here you know 100%, what i mean a hundred percent um you know, just just being vulnerable, mm-hmm. um,
0: because I feel like people deserve that. Uh, just being vulnerable, you know, money can come and money can go. Right. And I've had points in my career as an entrepreneur. I've had points in my life where things have never just been sweet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I've been in moments where I've lost a lot of money, or I've you know been in predicaments where everything was amazing. Um, and I feel like that's where kind of Mind Worth Millions came. Yeah. Um, it, it started from a standpoint of, it's not about the money, Yeah, you know? And your mind, like what's really, in you mm-hmm. is what really matters because at the end of the day you know it's true when you make a lot of money there are not there are moments where you still cannot be happy yeah. you know what i'm saying if you don't have um people to spend it with or you don't have people to just cherish you from a genuine standpoint yeah. you know the other day i was my dad just turned 60. i know i just saw,
1: i just saw the vision and shout yeah. out to him man yeah Thank shout
0: out it. to you know shout out to him but you know we're walking <clears> out of the restaurant <throat> and i was speaking to my friend and i told him i said This is probably the one moment in my life where I realized how blessed I am in other aspects other than wealth. Wow. You know, just being able to just take your your dad out or anybody that you love out and just
1: speak. Celebrate. Just celebrate, you know what I'm
0: saying, because 60, you don't know how much longer and that's just being transparent. Yeah, of course. You feel me? And I started to realize that there are so much more aspects in life that make you rich. Mm. You know? There are so much more mm. aspects in life and I always used to hear people say, you know, if you if you don't take care of your family, you can't be rich or anything, man, but I started to realize that as, you know, just, just doing my experiences
1: in life. That's deep, bro. And that's crazy because, you know, I recently made a post as well on my Instagram, just really telling people like it's so much more to life than just. I'm a workaholic, you know what sure. I mean, and Likewise. I've realized that you know it's a good thing because I you, that yeah, it's a good thing because you want to put on for your last name and your family, you know that. But it's also a little bit traumatic because. You don't realize how short life is. You miss and moments. You miss moments, bro. So I had to really, I don't know what it was about the day before yesterday, but I had to go on my Instagram and just put a post up like, take it from me. For sure. Like being somebody who loves to work hard, who loves to obviously go out there and get it, that's cool and all, you know, providing and taking care of your peoples. But it's like, what about the moments that you have together? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like what about being able to take your pops out and, and celebrate and stuff like that? I think people need to really start to understand that while you're working and while you're doing what you do, find a way to have that healthy balance 100%. you know what I'm saying and my question to you is how did you do that I mean of course it's easy to because you know when you make money you can do whatever you want but like how do you truly find being a workaholic and being somebody who's always busy and, and trying to do things to again put your family in position because you speak about legacy how do you find a healthy balance of okay while I'm doing what I got to do let me make sure I'm making time for, for what matters the most 100%. you know what I mean and still being present right. not just being there, but being present, Present, you know what I mean?
0: 100%. For so long, you know, I was a person that didn't know that answer. Um, I felt like as an entrepreneur, you know, just chasing the success that I've acquired thus far, there are a lot of moments that I miss. A lot of birthdays of my little sister, a lot of birthdays of my dad, a lot of birthdays of my closest friends, my mother. Um, But one thing that I I did start to realize and make the adjustment on uh, was to include them. Mm. You know, was to include them into business, include Mm. them into um, what was going on, you know, include them into the the events, include them into, you know, just the plans that you have and kind of make that two worlds clash or collide you know for so long at in the beginning of my journey I it was either family or it was either me trying to chase millions Mm -hmm.
1: you know
0: I'm saying it was either family or me trying to become the best version of who I thought I could be and for me you know I started to realize recent honestly recently I can't even you know lie to you um that those two worlds can collide. You yeah. can have, you know, your little sister learning and seeing all of the little things that you're doing to chase the success, mm-hmm. and she can learn from it instead of just seeing it from
1: the outside. Got you. you know what I mean? That's deep, bro. Yeah, that's deep, man. I just feel like that's really something like there's a disconnect right. between that, and I just really wanted to be vulnerable and let people know that, like, you know, it's it's cool to, to try to be a superhero and, and just be so locked in, but make time for yourself and your family, because now that We noticed, you know, mental health is starting to be a big thing as well. You know, and I think a lot of people. Faces that because they don't realize they don't they don't know how to truly cherish and embrace um, themselves. And my next thing for you is going to be you know so we speak about mind worth millions in a documentary. Um, wh- what is the biggest thing that you want people to take away from that? You know so that's a little bit about legacy. But when somebody hears mind worth millions, you know what do you want them to truly take away from you know mind worth millions? You know that's what I'm saying?
0: Right. Um, for me, you know I want it to be piece of me left with the world Mm. and you know I want it to be where when people hear the word or the phrase mind worth millions you understand that where you are is not who you are Mm. and I mean that in the positive way or I mean that in a negative way meaning that you know you can be a multi millionaire and where you are is not who you truly are absolutely the money's not, it doesn't make you. Absolutely. And the lack of money doesn't make you either. Mm. You know, what you make, your wage, you know what I'm saying? I, I, we were just speaking about it, but there were moments when I didn't have a million dollars. I didn't right. touch a million dollars. I didn't make a million dollars, but this is how I was thinking at those right. times. And you made that million. And it made the millions. And that's, that's the thing that I wanted to kind of leave with people, the inspiration of yeah. where you are is not who you are. What you make is not what you're worth. Your mind is what's worth the millions. I
1: love that. And what goes behind so so let's talk a little bit so a little bit just about not personal but let's just what goes behind being a millionaire in terms of or just being somebody who have you know who, who reached the level of success that you have you know as far as your team right you know what i mean like so not just your family but who are the people that you must have in place to be a successful millionaire, like from budgeting to, to traveling to, you know, planning, whatever, assisting, 100%. you know what I mean? Cause you have your assistant, you know, right. she does, you know what I mean? So it's like, in order to be a successful manager, I mean a successful manager, a successful entrepreneur, I know that there's a team, right? right? How did you decide who was a part of that team? And, and again, what are those roles like sure. you know, surrounding you?
0: For sure, so um, it's a beautiful question. First thing for me um, is when it comes to being an entrepreneur, um, when it comes to scaling yourself and scaling what you want to scale your businesses, finance finances are a major, Absolutely. a major thing. Um, you know, and I've, I've been blessed with the ability to understand accounting myself, but I've also been blessed to have a team that can help me manage finances. Right. You know, that can help me understand what to do with my money. You know, that can help me be accountable. You know, because at the end of the day, um, having an accountant or having a financial advisor or anybody that can help you from a financial standpoint, they're your accountability partner. Right. You know, what I'm saying they're seeing your accounts. You know, they're seeing this, the, the the money you spend. The money the you spend. You know, the when you don't have it or when you don't. Right. You know, so I feel like as you start to scale, an accountant is a super important of scaling anything, scaling any business, because at the end of the day, you know, if you're holding yourself accountable, you're not gonna really be accountable. So I feel like that's number one. And you know, the second is, um, I would have to attribute a lot of my success to uh, my assistant. Absolutely. You know what I mean? She's dope. She's dope, you you know, so I actually, I met, you know, the person that I work with um, about two years ago, and I met. I remember there was a moment in time where I wanted to take things to the next level, mm-hmm. and I remember telling myself, "Man, if I had an assistant, my life would be easier, and I could focus on taking what I have to take to the next level." So I feel like as you start to scale, you know, it's important to give other people the opportunity to. See your vision and have a hand in your vision. Right. You know, so for so many people, you want to be the man forever. And, you know, being the man forever or having 100% ownership of what you have going on can essentially lose you a lot of money. Right, bro. You know, so. When it comes to the second person, I guess, on the team that you could say that helps the success, it's important when you're scaling to what you want to scale to financially, um, an assistant. Somebody, you know, for me to schedule things. Yeah. You know, somebody for me to
1: uh, kind of just have a, a secondary eye on the things that I may miss. Got you. I love it. I love it, bro. And I, I, I had to get to that because I think people need to understand that. I mean, a lot of people like to use this thing called self-made or the stuff – and don't realize how important it is to have a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about stuff that I got going on. Like, I wouldn't have been able to start this podcast without him. You know what I mean? So, it's like having the right people to to truly help you elevate. And how... So, how can I ask this question? How did you, like... So, it's one thing to have an assistant. It's one thing to have an accountant. It's one thing to, like, you know, have them doing what they're getting paid to do. Right. But does it start to grow and become an actual relationship? Like, how did you build that rapport outside of just like, paying them, doing your job, you know what I mean? So I mean, obviously, you know, they see what you're spending, you're paying them to do their job, but at what point did it become, dang my assistant is like that's my friend now right you know what for i mean sure. like I, I truly trust you i for respect sure. you you're not I'm, d- I'm not just looking at you now as like i'm just handing you a check or right. whatever the case may be so for sure nah. how did that how did you get to that point if you did yeah you nah, nah, mean? for sure um 100 i feel like that's important
0: i feel like that's how things organically and genuinely grow yeah um because think about it you know if you're if your accountant is understanding or caring for you from a standpoint of truly wanting you to get to where you want to go, they're gonna kind of hold you more accountable and that conversation is gonna be a lot more transparent. Right? You know, because it's one thing to want an accountant, but honestly, I don't want an accountant. I kind of want a a brother. Got you. You feel what I'm saying? Like I don't want an assistant. I kind of want somebody that is a friend, you know, but also being able to have those tough conversations when things are not what it needs to be. So I feel like there's a balance of, you know, just the relationship, you know, there's an understanding. There's a balance between it.
1: Yeah. I love that, bro. Um, And just a few more things I want to tap into before we wrap it up. Um, and, and talking about, you know, just friends and, and wanting people that you truly care about, like, talk about what that was like. Or how did that change? You know what I mean? Like, once you started to get, you know, to certain levels of success, I'm sure you have people that you obviously, your best friends, or people right. that still day ones. But what started to shift as you got more successful? You know, because I know, like, even with myself, like, as I got to new levels and I got to certain places in my life, I started to separate from a lot of people. Right. You know what I mean? But in retrospect, I still had a lot of great relationships. So for you, what did that look like for you, like did you were friends starting to move a little bit eerie? Did a lot of people support what you had going on? Like how did you, you know, decipher who was in that circle? like, um, yeah. So
0: I'm a, you know, I, I think personally that I'm, I've, I've never been a person to expect support. Mm. You know what I mean? I've never expected support. I understand the game of what it comes with. Right. I think that. Anybody looking to do anything successful um, or major or big or whatever the case may be, you prove first and the support comes after. Right. You know, so kind of stepping into certain opportunities or starting certain things, it came with um, you have to prove it. You know, you have to prove that you're worthy of the support first. Right. And you know, I did lose a lot, a lot of friends along the way. You know, stepping into network marketing originally first, um, I did lose an a, a tor- enormous amount of friends. Right. You know what I mean? I did. People did watch me but nothing. For, you know, do the entire thing from start to finish um, to what it is today and I feel like that's one thing that I learned that the process is always going to continue to be like that. Right. You know, you're going to go from one thing and it's going to be the same exact thing all over again. You know, you're going to lose, you're going to have to separate to elevate and there's going to be separation at each levels but it's important to maintain and foster certain relationships that you truly see the value in long term.
1: I love it. I love it, bro. And, you know, what is some, what is some tips that you could give not tips but like what are some things you could say in terms of investments like what do people of your magnitude what do they invest into you know sure. what i mean like yeah. i know like for y'all it's, it's always real estate right crypto probably right. so talk to me a little bit about like some of the investments that you you know that you've tapped into if you can yeah. obviously definitely um so that way people can know like name okay this is how they don't definitely. just make a million but they could keep it right you know what i'm saying no nah, definitely um
0: you know, and that's, that's kind of next levels for me, you know, making a million plus dollars and having millions of dollars are different things. So for me, um, you know, it's new levels, new levels, new, new things that it comes with. So for me, um, things that I've kind of invested in, you know, obviously is real estate. Um, Real estate is, is something that I've always loved. Right. You know, like I said, just studying some of the people that I've studied, um, but also, you know, during the past six months, nine months, I've been taking myself, or I've been taking the time to educate myself on things like Web3.
1: Mm, um, talk about that a little yeah, bit. I don't know too much
0: about Web3. Nah, definitely. So, Web3 is essentially the evolution of the internet.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and coming from the digital entrepreneurship space, it's important to understand The future. It's important to understand that you know we're moving into the future right now as we speak. Every second, Um, you know, in Web3, it's it's essentially the the newest version of the internet that is being created right now. And to kind of understand web three, you have to take it back to what web one even is. Mm. Um, And web one is like the origination of the internet, Internet. right? So in 1994, I believe um, the internet originated, it started, but the web one was the version of the internet where I don't know if you remember this, but I remember logging onto the internet and it was like a big encyclopedia. It was just information that, it was like one page. Just one page full of the street just straight info. Just info, oh, yeah. right? But at that time, you know, and as we start to talk about it, it's gonna start to make sense to you. But at that time, Web One was, we were consumers. Mm. Right, so we could only go on there, and we can only get information. Yeah. Right. We were essentially the consumers of the world. There were there were no advertisements. There were, and there wasn't anything. Right. Then Web two started to come along around 2001 or 2004, and this is what we have today, where not only now are we consumers of the internet, but we're also producers. We can mm. put out. Right. We can produce and put out content. Mm. And you know, essentially, now this is when when this started to evolve from web one to web two, essentially what happened was um, little did we know we were giving the world or giving these companies or these huge entities or monopolies our information. So you ever wonder why? You know, we can Web3 is crazy Yeah, but if you ever wonder why we can go on Instagram And I have a whole different feed than you have And we follow the same people And we follow the same people It's because of the information that you've not knowingly given them Mm. Like they know everything about Marquise Elliott And this is kind of what Web2 is right now Um, but web three essentially is step, it's, it's going to be, it's not here yet, but it's being developed. And this is kind of what I'm learning about to invest in, because these are the things that are going to make the world. And that's going to be the future, bro. It's going to be the future. Just think about it. Yeah, that's going to be the future, bro. You know, but web three is like, is essentially the internet, but with like blockchain technology. So it's going to be more decentralized where creators of the internet now are going to be able to monetize off of their platform. So like Mm -hmm. you have... 20,000 followers on Instagram, but you can't really monetize off of
1: that because Instagram has a monopoly. Right. They don't want you to- To mo- truly monetize Exactly. That. Got you. Damn. Web3 is lit. Now, that's dope, man. I, I ain't know too much about Web3. And what about crypto? Are you heavily involved in crypto as well? For sure. So, um, crypto,
0: definitely. Uh, one of my biggest, biggest kind of cryptos that I like is Ethereum. Mm. Um, you know, and the reason being is because things like Web3, uh, things like the metaverse, things like NFT. NFTs, um, things like DeFi, you know, decentralized finance. These things are powered by like Ethereum networks. I love it. Um, you know, and I've just been studying for the past six months. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying taking the time out to learn and educate myself, educate my wisdom and my instincts. Um, but I've just noticed certain things. Yeah. How? how more involved the word ethereum is now you know what i mean so definitely and you know it's it's amazing times right now to be able to invest into some crypto some that. ethereum and stuff like that
1: i love that bro and we're gonna wrap it up real quick i just want to ask you just one last thing Sure. just out of curiosity for sure what was the, what was the most amount of money you spent in one day oh shit. damn that's um
0: i would say in one day. In one day. I mean, for business.
1: In general, it could I, be bit like yeah. the so, most money that came sure. out of your account.
0: For sure. So, in one day. Uh, I, I remember I did an event, um, Hunter Summers Experience. Mm-hmm. Remember that event? Uh, yeah, I didn't go, yeah, but I remember it. Right. Yeah. Um, that event, it cost me $167,000. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, event, so. you know, I remember. Um, I remember, I remember the feeling. Damn. I remember the feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like it getting wired out the account one day. You know what I'm saying? like Boom, 167 gone. For like me. did
1: that still, did that still hurt you though? Like nah, knowing
0: definitely. that it was coming
1: back, but did it still like, damn. Nah,
0: definitely. I remember. I remember what it felt like, you know what I mean? I remember what it felt like. And I remember the moment of not knowing what it, if it would come back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I know... In terms
1: of, like... In the, terms the, of, like term what investment. I want. Yeah. You know what I'm true. saying?
0: But I remember it took me back to those moments of, like, I've been here before. Yeah. The Prince Donnell moments of investing 5K. So I've, I've kind of just been able
1: 167, to sell 167000 on an for event. For an event. Yeah. That is crazy, for bro. An event. I can't lie, for an event. And I just... Uh, and I'm just thinking about that, because it's like, I be knowing y'all I be putting on these crazy events, and I be yeah. like, yo, I could only imagine, <laughs> you know, what that feeling is like. But aside from, you know, obviously leaving your account, you know, how did it feel, you know, throughout that time? Though this could be the last question, to yeah. me, sorry, but, surely, but how did that feel knowing that, you know, I'm putting this back out into my business? Right. You know what I mean? Like, spending $167,000, I mean, that's cool, but was there joy in that like damn yeah, there was like for sure what did that feel like when you was planning it to like just getting ready to execute the event right like what was that feeling like behind behind all of that it was it was
0: heartwarming it was heartwarming because i knew that I've been in those situations and this yeah. is something that I thought about, you know, so um, I kind of attribute where I am today from those moments. Right. So for me, it was about recreating the experience of what someone did for me. Mm. You know what I mean? I remember people like Bryce Thompson. Yeah, facts. And at yeah. the time, you know, I'm dead broke, but I'm out there and I'm believing in what I see. So for me, the ability to kind of do that for somebody, whoever it was in the room, and give them that belief and confidence mm-hmm. from seeing where I was maybe a year ago
1: yeah.
0: to that point, it was, it was the most fulfilling part.
1: Damn. Nah, that's dope, bro. Yeah, and sure. aside from business, what was the most you spent on just like, let's say you were shopping Sh- or something? Yeah, nah, like, I probably what was spent... shopping? Shit, I probably spent like probably like 10 15000 a day. That's that's calm. Yeah. That's, that's, that calm. That yeah, that's yeah. calm. That's calm. Yeah. I mean I think you know you you definitely uh
0: you you but gave us on. before you get the, before you do that though I did spend like a watch the watch was like twenty 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 two thousand
1: so so around yeah. so okay <laughs> I just, dang is it the one that you yeah, got on facts facts respectfully and when when did you like how long did you have that uh this is probably I probably had this for a year year yeah. and a half so oh bro nah I think you definitely gave us a lot of value bro again you know I think. We just want to y'all to get from this, like, this value, just understand that, you know, it, it's just truly about what you leave behind, you know what I mean? Like, the legacy um, and, and just what you do when you when you when your time on earth is just gone, you know what I mean? So, Imran, again, I appreciate you, bro, for taking sure, the time and, and really it's coming out, but real quick, you know, let the people know um, how can they stay connected with you, like, let, spell out your Instagram form yeah, or for whatever sure. you got going on, um, so they can, you know, stay
0: connected. Imran Richie on Instagram, right? I-M-R-A-N R-I-T-C-H-I no underscore um, I know there may be a lot of fake pages but you know that's me that's my Instagram um, and there's there's a lot more to come you know not from me
1: but from from the podcast appreciate you bro. Uh, from Keese man it was a pleasure bro love bro always sure. look man he just got me my first bottle man to show love Let's but look man it, if y'all enjoyed the episode gotta get it real quick hold thanks. on thanks oh you just home <laughs> Uh, shout out yeah, to you, my bro. boy More My success. boy got me a bottle, man. My yeah. first, you know, my first one showing some love to the podcast. But all jokes, man, if y'all enjoyed the episode, mm-hmm. be sure to comment, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. subscribe, mm-hmm. share. Uh, be sure to keep up with Emron and Anything all the great movements done. you got going on. Uh, a yeah, shout-out to shit. the whole production team. Love like y'all, man. See y'all soon. Peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get to the cake. I'm on a mission for maze, no matter how long it's gonna take. I could just see it already. Give me that new Benz or the Rafe. Woo. Watching my own back, where I'm from, it was never safe. Yeah, need a hundred M's have been safe. Uh. Last chance life a movie Roll another one and get baked